There was. Past tense verb. Pay attention. Okay. Who won? Ah, I guess they're kind of good. Maybe we should just start talking about politics instead. But, uh, you know, as I said, I had no, absolutely no dog in the fight, and I was there for the food, and the food was, was awesome, even though I was homesick. But uh, it was a great game, actually, I thought. I mean, when, they, when both teams go into halftime and, and the score is tied, that means, like, you know, the teams are good and evenly matched. Okay? That's, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see 47 to nothing at half. That's not a game worth watching. Okay? But 14, 14 at half, we're good. And then the third quarter, and then, you know, the fourth quarter happened, and, you know, Seattle's on a drive, and... You know, the Patriots are up 28-24, and they're about to, to, to drive it home, you know, take the big one. And uh, they pass the ball. And the ball is intercepted. And the game is over. Okay? And you would not believe, maybe you would, but you would not believe how much furor there was on my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, my student feed about why did they pass the ball? If your running back is hashtag beast mode, why did you pass the ball? And suddenly everybody in the entire United States, or at least everybody in my friend circle, um, thought that they were like Vince Lombardi, that they were like football geniuses, and were just like, you should have ran the ball! And, and it just blows my mind. It's the same thing happens during the Olympics. Everybody becomes a figure skating um, anal analyst, but... but all on that one play. They were doing so well. They were about to take the win back, to step on the throats of Tom Brady and the Patriots and their deflated footballs. And they almost had it. They almost had it. But one play, one play, bye-bye, Mr. American Pie. Drove the Chevy to the levee because it was a Colorado SS. All right. Nobody saw that commercial. Anyways, I'm back in black. How many of us have ever been in a situation like that where you're like, you're doing the math test, okay? And you're chugging along, boom, 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 boom. You're doing your algebra, your, your long division, and you make one error. Instead of a seven, you accidentally write a one because you're moving so fast that your seven looks like a one, and it throws off your entire computation, and you get it wrong. Like, you were doing so well, and you got it wrong. Or how many of us have been doing, like, you know, you got the essay question on the test. And so you look at the question, you kind of think you know what the question's about, and you start writing the essay, and you're writing an essay, and you're like Tolstoy on fire, and you're going, ah, da, 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 da. and then you turn it in, and you get the grade back, and you realize you answered another question. You did not even answer the question that was asked. And you put in all that work, all ruined, because you made one little mistake. Okay? One little mistake, okay? One little mistake is the difference between a ring that's like five times bigger than this and 25 times more expensive, okay? One mistake between an A and potentially an F. One mistake. We've all been in situations like that. There's just one mistake. And it feels like the world is just like crashing down, like, oh, if I just made that shot, I just wrote a seven. If I just paid attention, the question was asking about the Constitution, not the Magna Carta. Okay. I would have had it, man. I would have had it. Okay. 
and we can feel defeated. Okay? We can feel like it's all over. Okay? But it's not. Okay? It's definitely not. Okay? Then, I told you guys last week, I, I, I try to read Proverbs every day um, because there's, there's some wisdom in there. And sometimes when you feel defeated, you need wisdom. And so uh, I'm sharing with you out of, out of my own little, little book of stuff. And uh, Proverbs 15.32, teachers, you can go ahead and write that down because I know your students won't. Proverbs 15.32 says this. Those who regard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Now, what does that mean? Now, when we think about discipline, we're usually thinking about, like, you got busted, okay? Like, you got put on timeout. You got grounded. You got your, you know, DS taken away from you, or, you know, you're on restriction, or whatever it is, okay? But the other way that you can translate discipline is, is instruction, okay? Because that's really what it is, you know? To discipline yourself is to instruct yourself to be, like, major high level, okay? NFL, pro football type people, very high levels of discipline, okay, to achieve what they want, okay? And, and when you get that instruction, because, you know, when, when we do our assignments, when we do our tests, the teacher looks at it, and that's how we know that we messed up, right? It comes back to us. The paper is bleeding. You try to sort through the crime scene to figure out what you actually did wrong, and, and then you stuff it away and never look at it ever again, right? Because that's usually what happens, right? We, we grade your papers, we give it back, and then you burn them. Like, you never look at it. Okay, the reason I know this is because I see the same mistakes every single time. Every single time, okay? And, and what Proverbs is essentially telling you is that if you don't take heed to that instruction, if you don't look at the paper where your teacher took time out of their lives, like the, the sand in their hourglass is dwindling by, and they use some of that sand to, to give you hope and a future, and you totally disregard that, you despise yourself. What does it mean to despise yourself? Yeah, let's just answer the question with the question. It means to despise yourself. <laughs> it means that, like you hate yourself. How many in here like really actually like hate ourselves? Like, oh, I hate me so much. Okay, some of us maybe do. Okay, we have counselors for that. I go to a counselor. You can go to a counselor too. We can work that out. Okay, but for the most part, none of us actually really hate ourselves. Nobody's like, man, I hate myself so much. I'm gonna walk out onto Cocoa Head in front of a bus. <laughs> okay, people do though. But if you do not take the instruction, you despise the instruction, you despise yourself, okay? And that's what it's there for, okay? Because think about it, okay? Everybody fixated on that one play. I saw so many memes and internet people talking about stuff like, they shot around the ball, they shot around the ball. Well, is that all it comes down to? One of my favorite... Um, my, my new favorite movies that I got to watch over Christmas break was uh, Ratatouille. And in Ratatouille, there, there's a critic character who at the end um, is coming to, to critique the food uh, of, of this restaurant, uh, Gusteau's Restaurant. And he's a very um, well-known actor, Peter O'Toole, um, who, who plays him. And I love the way that he orders his meal. The, the, the waiter comes, and the waiter is actually the, the previous chef, but he's not the real chef because it's the rat, spoiler alert. And um, he says, what would you like? And he basically boils down to, you bring me the food, and I'll give you the perspective. Because he feels like this restaurant is being blown out of perspective. Like, oh my gosh, it's so good, Gusteau is back. And he's like, no, it's not. 
okay? So if you bring me the food, I'll bring you the perspective, okay? You bring me the game, I'm gonna bring you the perspective. One play, okay? One play does not a game make, okay? 20 seconds of an hour-long game does not a game make. One play out of a season of plays does not a game make, okay? You can't boil everything down to one little mistake, okay? In the same way, whether it's your math tests, or your language arts tests, or your parents, or your teachers, or whatever, you cannot boil everything down to one mistake, okay? And just be like, oh my gosh, I made this one mistake, I'm a failure, okay? You take that mistake, and you learn. What do you think Pete Carroll's gonna do the next time they're about six yards away from the end zone and got three downs to go? He's probably going to run it, okay? Given the, the ideal, you know, same situation. Okay? And say you're doing your computation and you've actually looked at the red marks, or blue marks if you're in my class, and uh, you, know, you realize, hey, I made this one mistake. What are you hopefully going to do next time? Pay attention, not make the same mistake. Okay? If you're doing the language arts thing, what are you going to do next time? You're going to pay attention and not make the same mistake. The mistakes in our lives are not game overs for us. Okay? We learn from them. If we take the instruction, we can grow. And maybe even one day, we can be in the Super Bowl and call plays and have our decisions second-guessed by people who have no clue. And on that awkward note, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for the opportunity we've had uh, to gather. We pray that we would not um, refuse the instruction given us, the correction uh, when, we, when we find it in our lives, but that instead we would take the lessons uh, given and, and make them the lessons learned. Uh, so that we might continue to grow uh, the way that you, you have us to grow. So we lift that up in Jesus' name. Amen.